Shiesty Show podcast. We back. The Shy Shy Shiesty Show. I'm your host, Matt. We back with another episode fresh off vacation. Uh, live and direct, man, to give it to you guys. I know there's been a lot of things coming out. Uh, we'll get to them, but, uh, you know, just enjoying my time with the family. Chilled at home. Hung out with my brother and my mom, immediate family. Nothing too crazy. Uh, that's what the holidays are about, man. You know, Christmas is cool. All the gifts is cool. I don't need, as, as I get older and as a man, I don't really expect too much more than, than more, more than socks or some boxers, um, which I'm happy with. But if I get nothing, it's, it's all about just spending time with your family and your loved ones. That's really what the holidays are for. Uh, you know, they try to blow it up and make it about gifts, but it's not always about that. Just hanging with your family chilling back cooling that's what i was doing enjoying my vacation getting my thoughts right wrote down my goals uh and definitely keep this thing going man this is episode 25 uh trying to trying to be consistent as much as possible trying to make this thing grow listen to the shiesty show on both spotify and youtube and uh yeah man we we here we we ready to talk about everything get into everything that uh we've missed over this little vacation time so Let's get into it, man. Football season is over. The Las Vegas Raiders, you know, if they would have won in Indianapolis uh, last week against the Colts, a game they lost by three points, uh, they could have been fighting for uh, the last playoff spot for the wild card, but came up a little bit short. Excuse me. Came up a little bit short, but overall, man, uh, you got to like the job that AP did. Uh, very, very different team the moment he took over. Um, came out and beat two teams they should have beat. Uh, they beat the Chargers in a, in a way that we've never seen. Uh, historic night for the Raiders, scoring 63 points, the second most points right behind the Dolphins in the same season uh, when they did it to the Broncos. So uh, to to put on that performance just showed and going to KC, that that was a very important game for him and his career uh, and his future to see if he's going to be the coach for the Raiders. Uh, That was a big win, man. That was all defense. Uh, I don't think the offense moved the ball in the second half at all. For the most part, I think uh, Aiden O'Connell has 62 yards, but when you can still win and beat a top team with only – your quarterback only throwing 62 yards. Uh, that's pretty impressive, man. And and he definitely turned the defense up. He he took Malcolm Coons to another level. He took Max Crosby to another level. Uh, a lot of those guys in the interior, like Butler, um, Nichols, uh, a lot of those guys uh, stepped up big, man. And, and even uh, toward the end, our, our rookie, Tyree Wilson, uh, long arm guy. They started to play him a little more inside. He he was definitely uh, starting to figure it out. So he's gonna be someone to watch next year. And uh, if they can bring it all together with him, Kuntz and Crosby, that's gonna be a scary D line, man. Because Crosby is that dude. Uh, he he just got the motor. He never stops. And uh, that's why you always hear these greats talk about hustle and effort, like Ray Lewis and Jordan and all these guys, like. Sometimes it's not about how talented you are, but just how high your motor is and how much more you want it than the next man. And uh, sometimes that's the separator, man. And you see it with Crosby. That dude don't get tired. He could be getting blocked by three people and still find a way to make the tackle. So 
that dude's the real dude. Uh, he's he's up to be defensive player of the year, which I think he might have gotten. Uh, if not, you know, he's definitely up there. Um, great leader, man, and I'm glad he's a Raider. And he got the Raider tattoo on him, and that just shows you how inspired he is to be a Raider, man. And that's refreshing seeing guys actually want to be a part of that Raider tradition because for a long time the Raiders were just a squad to take veterans that were washed and pay them big money and uh these guys not give a fuck about the raiders like javon walker um who else did they pay big time that came uh ab another one you know what i mean uh you could just say moss gave up on the raiders you know they didn't do much for his career as well but i was a downtime for the raiders with a lot d'angelo hall a lot of guys just came in and took checks uh, to be there but for the most part man before that early 2000s when I watched the Raiders it was all about that tradition and having Charles Woodson Rod Woodson uh, you know fucking having Tim Brown Jerry Rice Rich Gannon Doug Jolly uh, Lincoln Kennedy a lot of these guys that you know held mold and keep that Raider tradition from the Madden days and People don't like to realize John John Madden is one of the most winningest, winningest coaches ever in history. And, uh, you know, he only coached one team, and that's the Raiders, baby. But um, overall, man, you know, we didn't make the playoffs. So to say all that, we didn't make the fucking playoffs. Um, but you know what? A uh, Aiden O'Connell came on toward the end. Uh, he started to play a lot better. You know, of course, when you throw a rookie in there, you really – can't be too mad at him for the mistakes because, you know, first year on a job, man, I think anyone gets that grace. Uh, if they decide to go get someone like Kayla Williams, I'm all for it. Um, but if they can't find anyone for a reasonable price, maybe Russell Wilson to the Raiders. But if they can't find anyone for a reasonable price, um, I say you give the rookie another year and, and see his development and then make the decision from there. But it's all going to be who's going to be coach. Is it going to be Jim Harbaugh? You know, that's in the news now, swirling around, too, that he could be possibly going to the Raiders. This is the only thing I could say is I don't like that Mark Davis, uh, he goes for the big names, and he overlooks the coaches that come in and do a good job and hold the team together. He did it. It started with Jack Del Rio. We, we're going to be honest. It started with Jack Del Rio. He had one losing season. He did take the Raiders to the playoffs their first time in a long time and, and got a lucky break uh, against them when Derek Carr got his leg broken. But Jack Del Rio did enough, I feel like, to to warrant a better chance. Got let go. They bring in John Gruden, the big name, the former Raider head coach from the early 2000s and had some success. Uh, you know, we all remember the tuck rule game, so – had some big success with the Raiders in the early days of his career. But they try to go and get him, make the big name. He falls out. And then the interim head coach, Rich Bisaccia, comes in and does a great job and actually leads the Raiders back to the playoffs um, and, and actually put up a good game against Cincinnati. A lot of people don't seem to remember that. And when the dude stepped out of bounds, they blew the whistle but still gave him a touchdown. Go and watch that game. We ain't just talking. Go and watch the actual footage. 
And let me know if the NFL don't really got nothing against the Raiders because they always do. You know, it is what it is. But at the end of the day, you know, they went back to the playoffs and could have gave the man an opportunity. Everyone said they loved him as a coach, Rich Passaccia, that is. And uh, they just – Mark. it wasn't even – I feel like Mark Davis didn't even pay that no mind. He just walked on and went for his boy, Josh McDaniels. He's coming from the Patriots – the Patriot way, bring it to the Raiders that should have success there. And it just totally backfired on him, man. And, and that's why he gets fired in the middle of the season, just like he did in Denver. Uh, don't think he's a good coach at all. Just the last game, you know, guys not responding to, to being on that team and just showing no effort. And uh, that's when you could tell you lost the locker room. He gets fired and AP comes in and immediately – Goes on a two-game winning streak. Uh, put this team in position to possibly get in the playoffs at the end, actually fighting for something in the later weeks. Um, and that's big for a young team, man. And uh, they got young, good, good group of talent over there, young guys. And uh, I believe AP should get the nod. But back to Al da- Mark Davis loving the big name. Jim Harbaugh is out there. And um, – I wouldn't be surprised if that's what he decides to do. But the players have spoken up. They want AP to be the coach. Uh, They fought hard for AP, and I think he deserves the opportunity to coach them in the future. Uh, And that's my opinion on that. No bias here, but we love the Raiders just win, baby. Uh, In other news, we also got – we just freestyling this off the top. No notes today, man. No notes today. We're just going to freestyle it, get back in this rotation of doing these podcasts and, and uh, bringing the best content we can. Next in the news, I've been wanting to talk about the Cat Williams situation. Uh, Cat Williams is my favorite comedian, man. I've always been the biggest Cat fan, and, and, and people around me and know me and hang out with me know that I'm not just capping. That is my favorite comedian. And um, every special that he's done, I pretty much watch. I know a lot of his jokes. Poor little Tink Tink. Poor little Tink Tink. <laughs> you mean there's no sign up at all? <laughs> oh, man. Ken Williams, Ken Williams, man, one of the best. He went on uh, Club Shay Shay, which I want to give a shout-out to Shannon Sharp uh, and Ocho Cinco for Nightcap. They do the recap of all the football games. Uh, he actually started one now, too, with Gilbert Arenas as well for basketball. And uh, shout-out to Shannon Sharp, man. He's really taking over the space after getting let go from Undisputed. He's really uh, diving in this content game. And, and for his for his interview with Cat Williams to get 30 million views in three days, uh, that's pretty impressive, man. Um, he's doing big things. Uh, I love the show with him and Ocho. They do talk about sports, but, man, when they get into their days as football players and just some of the behind-the-scenes material that they give you and uh, th- dealing with women and situations and relationships, man. It, it's, it's a great listen. You got to go check that out. Nightcap with Shannon Sharp and Ocho Cinco. That's a great podcast for sure. That's one I keep there in the tuck. Uh, uh, listen whenever they drop one after the football games, which is Sundays and Thursdays. But I don't know what they're going to do now that uh, – season is pretty much over they got the playoffs but we'll see if they keep that going nightcap but back to shannon sharp and cat williams uh 30 million views in one day 
uh, it was a great interview. I watched the whole thing from start to finish. Heard everything he heard. Uh, heard everything he said about Steve Harvey, Cedric the Entertainer, Kevin Hart, Ricky Smiley, Ludacris, Ludacris's wife, uh, Gary Owens. Man, he 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 let the whole clip out on on pretty much a lot of people in the industry and uh the one thing i picked up on on the situation from 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 listening to it and then seeing a lot of the responses from everyone 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 seems a little salty but i don't see anyone denying a lot of the stuff that he's uh, that he's saying uh other than phase on love but you know like cat williams said you don't he talks about being a uh great comedian but you don't see any of his stand-ups his specials at least me i don't personally i don't see a lot of phase on love and i only really remember him for the big worm character in friday um you know maybe he's been in another couple movies that i've seen him in but never in no lead role and um that's no shot at phase on love i'm just going off what cat was saying and how he responded and said cat was it was lying uh, other than him, everyone's pretty much come out and responded, but hasn't said flat out that Cat is lying. He must, Cat Williams must have receipts because he came out firing. Everyone got it. Get it to your head top, head shots, straight to the body till it drop. That's what I, he was on, man. He came in there ready to just let loose, firing off, bullets hitting the room, ricocheting. He catches stray. He catches stray. Shannon caught a stray. He said, it's not like you to hang out with losers. <laughs> to align yourself with lo- Man, he, 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 came, he came pretty crazy, man. And um, like I said, I, I, for me, the biggest, the biggest thing was when I listened to it, was he just talking foolishness just for entertainment? Because that's sometimes what comedians would do as a joke. Would throw out all this slandish stuff and be like, oh, no, you guys believe that? It's a joke, huh? But you know what? This this situation, man, Um, the way people have responded to what he said has made me to believe more that what he said was the truth and more of it can be divulged. And it, he has receipts on, the, on all these things, uh, like he said about Cedric that he had seen them and they squashed it and the joke was cool for you know he, he admitted to taking in and he apologized and there was water under the bridge and then for him to come out and send shots i definitely understood why he maybe came in there a little angry and upset at certain things people have said and uh he just came started drinking <laughs> he started sipping on that la portier that la portier fucking shaddy sharp man that i want to get some of that because i see sharp drinking it he got that he got that chris cut with the little part in there drinking that la portier so i want to i want to get that man you know and uh try some of that but he was drinking that true serum and and really divulged a lot of information on people and, and a lot of information about people hating on bernie mac which is another one of my favorite comedians how oh, i scared of you motherfuckers I ain't scared of you motherfuckers. <laughs> oh, man. Rest in peace, Bernie Mac. Uh, but another one of my favorite comedians, he had a lot to say about him and Mark Curry and, and people stealing jokes and even stealing one of his jokes. So 
If you haven't got to hear that podcast, that's my take on it, Cat. He's going to tell you the truth whether you like it or not. He doesn't bite his tongue. He makes too much money to bite his tongue, like he said. So, you know, shout out to Cat. Still one of my favorite comedians. And uh, my honest opinion is a lot of that has to be true just the way from people have responded. Kevin Hart's response, um, you know, kept trying to make jokes on uh, NBA TV. And and it just it just seemed like he struck a nerve, man. He struck a nerve with um, Ludacris. Uh, he struck a nerve with with uh, Michael Blackson. You know, a, a lot of these dudes with the in the way we, they respond. Even Cedric saying one joke doesn't make a career. Uh, that doesn't tell me that you deny stealing his joke. So. You know, that's my thought on the situation. Uh, that was big-time media right there. Great interview. If you haven't got a check, chance to check that out, go listen to Club Shay Shay with my boy Shannon Sharp, the great podcast uh, that he has over there and what he's doing, man. Salute to, to uh, Unk, Unk. Call him Unk. Salute to Unk and everything that he's doing, man. Um, next on the list, we got NFL playoffs coming up. To me, uh, this I'm just going to get right to it. These are the two teams that I think are going to be in the championship. I think it's going to be the 49ers, and I think it's going to be the Ravens. I think that's going to be the Super Bowl Super Bowl rematch of 2012. Uh, 49ers against the Baltimore Ravens. Those are my predictions. Those are my thoughts on the situation right now, and those are the two teams. Got to look out for Dallas. You know who's playing good football right now, though, too? Got to look out for Green Bay. Uh, that was a team the Raiders beat early in the year when, when Jordan Love was still, you know, finding himself. But uh, they got it rolling over there now, man. So those are two teams in the NFC that the Niners are very are going to have a tough game against. Uh, those, those are going to be some tough squads to get out. But like I said, I think the Niners will pull through. I think overall the better team, they got Purdy playing good. Uh, you know, they got the weapons with McCaffrey and C- Debo. Uh, great defense. Niners always, like, over the last five to seven years have always had a great defense. Even to the days of Patrick Willis should have been a Raider. But that's another time, another story. Um, that's that's my pick on, on, on who I think is going to get to the Super Bowl. Now, who do I think will win the Super Bowl? Honestly, I'm going to rock with the Ravens, man. I think if Lamar could play. At a high level, like he's been playing pretty much the whole year. Um, he's just too dynamic, man. You know what he reminds me of? He reminds me of Vince Young, that senior season at Texas, that USC game. If he can give us something like that, I think the Ravens are definitely the favorites to win the championship. Um, AFC picture, like I said, Baltimore might be tough with Miami or it might be tough with Buffalo, but I still see them coming out if, if Lamar can be dynamic and uh, hold it hold it together for them. Like I said, he, re, he reminds me a lot of Vince Young, man. Um, that senior season, watching him and watching him in the Rose Bowl against USC, that was just special. You kind of know when you're watching something special because we've seen it with Mike Vick. Uh, some of those runs in Atlanta, uh, everyone remembers the commercial, the Michael Vick experience. Um, that was a real thing, man. Um, he, he, he was on another planet and, and you knew when you were watching those runs that you were watching something special because not a lot of QBs were doing that. 
And when you saw Vince Young do it, and especially in that Rose Bowl, that final drive, uh, putting the team on his back and running it in for a touchdown to win, uh, you you see that in Lamar. And if he could carry that to the championship, man, they got a great opportunity to win that, get that chip, bring Baltimore to another chip. That would be three for Baltimore, uh, one in 2000, I believe, right, 2000, and then I think 2012. So this will be a third ring for Baltimore, but we'll see if they can do that and become a dynasty as a franchise. Uh, that's my pick for the NFL playoffs. We talking playoffs uh we got the nba nba you know here and and my lakers ain't they're looking all right they subpar right now they fucking middle of the pact but um anthony davis playing really good i like how he's moving um definitely playing like the big man that we need him to big man like we need him to be uh lebron still you know what man i'm not the biggest lebron fan i only really became a lebron fan because he came to the lakers but i'm not the biggest lebron fan i just think whether you like him or not you gotta you gotta appreciate and 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 just admire and and have respect for what he's doing at his age 39 years old still putting up 25 points a game Still able to dunk. I just saw the dunk he did on PG the other day. PG didn't jump. He knew not to jump. But for someone at 39, but, you know, you got this is not a normal 39-year-old. LeBron is built like a, like a fucking bull. So uh, there's not too many people getting in the way of that freight train when it's coming down the lane. Even at 39, he's still doing his thing. So we got to salute and respect that what he's doing. Because it's it's impressive, man. Whether people want to say he's on the roids, uh, whatever you want to say, man. There's even I don't know if he's on the roids, but there's been great champions that have taken roids before. So uh, Shane Mosley got caught for roids. Canelo's been caught for roids. Uh, Brett Favre, no, I don't think Brett Favre. Uh, you know, of course, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, some of the guys, Barry Bonds, some of the guys that have the best. Uh, best careers you could imagine were on the roids. So, does it make you throw a football? Be- I mean, does it make you play basketball and dribble the ball better? I don't think so. Maybe help you recover a little bit, but I don't think. I think LeBron this long in the league. I think we would have heard some if he was taking roids. I just think that he spends. He said he spent a million dollars a year on his body. Uh, you know, nutrition. Uh, I'm pretty sure that comes with massages and treatment and the best money can buy. So for him, and basketball to me is not a sport that is going to abuse your body like the way football will. Uh, And your legs, yeah, up and down the court, jumping, jumping up and down. But for the most part, it's not a beating like football. It's not a beating like soccer on your body, on your knees. It's not a beating like rugby. hockey you know other sport that might be like it or a little bit softer would be baseball uh but it's definitely a sport that i can see someone having a long career like that especially when not having any major injuries um so shout out to lebron for what he's doing but back to the lakers success uh we're average right now subpar not doing you know middle of the pack we did get the win against the clippers we still run LA for the most part, but uh, 
I do this think this I do think this will be LeBron's last year with the Lakers, um, unless he can get his son to be drafted there, which he might be because he's LeBron and he has pool like that in the game. And if his son is ready to be one and done, I think they would take the opportunity to get him. Um, but if not, I see LeBron going wherever his son goes. Uh, so I think this will be the last year for the Lakers. Honestly, it's been it's been a, it's been a good. Uh, career for him at the Lakers he got a championship regardless of what anyone says some NBA players actually say that bubble championship was even harder and uh, I'm gonna listen to the to the dudes in the league man they say that having everybody be in one place locked in the room isolated only focused on basketball everything is there treatment is there doctors are there everyone is there for them to get the best uh health needs that they can get and everyone just playing ball no fans uh probably more like a scrimmage with not having fans but just being more locked in dialed in in that sense you'd probably lose a little not a lose a little bit you probably lose a lot of energy from not having the fans there as far as the roars and the, and the cheers for a miss or make uh but at the end of the day they say that it was a harder championship for those reasons and those reasons there to only be focused on the game, uh, stuck all in one place. A lot of the players say that was the hardest championship to win. And uh, whatever you want to say, LeBron, everywhere he's gone, he's won a championship, Cleveland, the Lakers, and Miami. So you got to give him respect in that regard. I just think that at this point in time, going to be 40 years old, it's probably time to start ushering in the new talent and keep AD. Uh, he's the cornerstone. He's going to be 30, or he is 30. Uh, still has a good probably five seasons, six seasons of his prime. And um, ushering, ushering the new players, man, um, bringing the new new group. I think it's time for LeBron to uh, head out of Los Angeles after this year. But hopefully before he's done, he can win us a championship and get us there. But right now, the way they're playing. But you know what? LeBron has always been one to kind of, kind of, I don't want to say coast, but kind of, come come through the regular season limping but when it comes playoff time after that you know when it comes after that uh all-star weekend he he turns it up man and and with those two guys ad and lebron i definitely see that happening uh and hopefully he can bring los angeles lakers another championship before he's done uh anything else we want to touch on the epstein <laughs> epstein list coming out yeah, that's crazy, man. I don't even. When it comes to those type of situations, man, I don't really got much to say. It's uh, it's it's scary to think what money can buy you, and uh, the secrecy of how you can move and live your life. This guy's did this for two decades on an island somewhere in the Bahamas, and uh, now we're just finding out about it. You know, really, really makes you think. Um. But you know what, man? It's it's crazy. What do I know? Who people on the list maybe had nothing, nothing to do with it. Maybe they, it's all front. They didn't know what was going on. But honestly, if I if you're taking flights with this guy and going to his island, I'm I'm. It's hard for me to believe that you don't know what's going on for twenty years at a place like that. That's all I'll say about that. That's all my thoughts. Uh, glad to be back on the Shiesty Show. 
I missed y'all. We're going to be doing this every week. Y'all tune in. It's the Shy 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 Shy